0: Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast.
1: We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland.
0: If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us.
1: hello hello welcome back to the midwest farmwives podcast episode 43 the one where we explore friendship
0: hi hi how are you good how are you (laughs) good 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 we are here we are back it is episode 44 it's year two did we start last just start last year yep seems like a lifetime no we started oh wait yeah it is It's been almost two years. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it was pre-cov pre-covid.
1: It was. We are a year into COVID, though. So happy anniversary!
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Happy COVID anniversary. COVID anniversary. Corona. Corona anniversary. Whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. How are you? How's things going? What's happening there?
0: um it is beautiful here we went from like the winter tundra two weeks ago and now we have really gorgeous weather it's in the 50s and 60s for the foreseeable future we even get like a day of 68 which is really really pretty rare for this early in march
1: i don't know today
0: i don't know what that means for the end of march and april because like last year april was really pretty some partially and then may was just cold and wet and nothing grew and we replanted (laughs) so I don't really know I don't know what that looks like but um it's nice now that's for sure what about you guys
1: good it's beautiful out Bart started top dressing we and putting on pre-emerge so springs hitting hot and heavy and yeah things are going good just good I'm he just said March is gonna be busy just saying no and I'm like okie doke
0: yeah. buckled up ready to rock never stopped it's <laughs> not so my first rodeo yeah we are it's a you know, having the baby time has passed so fast. We just went back to the library today with the kids and I have not been there for 10 weeks or more more than that really. And it just is crazy. It feels like just yesterday we were heading in the, you know, the three of us and now there's four of us, but then in the same breath, like here comes all of a sudden planting season. And it seems like you think 10 weeks is such a long period of time, but it is not. No, it's not. And he's and it's, changed so much. Well, in 10 weeks from now, like my books are due back. This is so silly. The books are due back March 24th. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I already it's, here? <laughs> he'll, he'll be, he'll be three months on March 24th. And I'm just like, that will be here before we know it. I know time is passing so quickly lately. It doesn't get any better. I don't think like watching you and like Bodie being in 4-H that seems to make it accelerate for you guys.
1: I know it's so weird. Like I'm super proud of him, but also I text my mom. It makes me so sad that he's big enough to do that stuff.
0: I know I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I can't do this. Like I'm getting ready to sign Reddit for coach pitch baseball. And I'm, I'm literally like, I'm so excited for him because he's excited. And I know he'll be terrified come time to like actually do it, but I'm like, okay, you're not my baby anymore. You're not my baby anymore Two Reese is also going to play T-ball what am I getting myself into during planting yeah. season? <laughs> um Seriously, I'm like, okay, mom, Janet, we're we're going to have to like tag team this. <laughs> I just
1: signed the kids up for soccer. And after he, well, I signed them up and then he's like, March is going to be so busy. I'm like, so you're saying every Saturday morning at nine 30, I'm going to have to rock this by myself.
0: Oh, for Which sure. I assumed anyway. Yeah. 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 I think Reese's will be like her stuff's like practice during the week. And you know, it's, I have no idea what it's going to look like. I have no idea. And I know I'm entering this new phase with a new baby. Oh, uh, this baby's going to have to just, Rowan's going to have to just roll with the punches.
1: Yeah. That's how rowdy is. And he's the most chill kid we have now. So.
0: Yeah. I put way too much pressure on myself to like make naps work. Um, and now he's waking like, up probably. <laughs> no, he's not. I just saw the the, the red just flashed on the monitor, but he's still sleeping. So our, a, a pediatrician, this is obviously not farm related. We just went to his two month appointment growing. Great. Um, wakes probably, let's just say on average two times a night, which isn't horrible for an, a ten, you know, 10 week old almost. Um, she said he's going to, pro- he'll sleep through the night when he's four months. And I'm like, Whoa, lady, like you, you just threw that out in the atmosphere. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to like put any bad juju like, right. <laughs> That wasn't what I was going to say though. And I just totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. You saw the red light. Oh, you were sorry. <laughs> she said that I I should start transitioning. We've just figuring out sleep, right? We're just getting that under control. She's like, yeah, in a couple of weeks, we should probably start swat, uh, transitioning him out of the swaddle. Oh, oh
1: <laughs> heck. I've known people that swaddle their kids for a long freaking time.
0: Well, we're going on a trip, um, our niece. Hey, everybody in Waco, we're going to be in Waco, but, um, our niece goes to Baylor and we're really excited to take a little mini family vacation. It's like our entire family's going. And I'm talking like Jordan's sisters, their kids, our kids, Jordan's parents. They'll be like, Epperson's takeover Waco. And, um, I'm, I told Jordan, I said, we're not doing anything until after that trip. Like hard, no, way. no don't pass either. Cause traveling sucks anyway with a baby. I know i not looking forward to that anymore. Anyway. Or their lack lack thereof. <laughs> so we're entering busy season. I'm still incredibly behind on my bookwork because of baby, said baby that we're talking about. I feel like um taxes are done, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. Woof. Here comes that red.
0: You're not, huh? Did
1: you guys get taxes done? Um, like all my stuff's done, yeah. But the accountant doesn't have them done yet. Obviously. Not due till April 15th. I don't know.
0: I felt like ours were due at the end of the month. Oh, well, our year end is
1: June 30th for the farm books. So
0: I've got I a couple know. months. Like, I have no idea what, I don't have. I don't know any of that. Like I just send stuff
1: and you're on time. So at least you haven't well, got and, any late notices.
0: <laughs> and if yeah, if he's like, oh, we're going to file an extension, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, good
1: luck. Thanks. <laughs> Great.
0: Add it to my bills. So we're talking about entering
1: our season of the guys getting super busy and such. And so that leads into our conversation today uh, about friendships and it's kind of hard to have, I feel like it got hard after kids to have like mom friendships and I don't know, do all the well, thing plus run to town with kids and like try to do stuff. It's just hard.
0: It does definitely get harder. It definitely gets harder after like multiple kids. I would agree right. with you. Our first kid we all of the friends that we had at the time also were having first kids and so like within like a year to two year period everybody had a kid so it was almost like everybody understood a little bit better you know some kids some friends even now their kids stay up late as to where ours have a pretty strict bedtime and when I say strict like we've always put them down at a cer- around a certain time and they then need that like stability right um they're not the kids that will just like be able to stay up without getting incredibly needy and grouchy. That's just one difference and that's fine. We just all know that of each other. Uh, That's why camping works great for us. Cause like we just put our kids down and then go back out there. Yeah, Um, but at that time it was easy because it was like, oh, we're gonna all get together and bring our kids everybody brings their one-year-old or whatever. Now it's even harder, I think, you know, three kids is going to be incredibly hard to do anything. Like I don't even wanna get out of the car with three kids, let alone like (laughs) go do anything. But well, we I just have- told Bart the
1: other day, I said, like when he was gone trucking over the night and stuff, I'm like, I really should like be a better friend and go to town and like see my mm-hmm. friends. But it's so much work with three kids.
0: It and really like is. some of
1: my friends don't have kids yet. And so it's like, I'm the lady that brought her annoying kids that are allowed and like breaking their shit in their
0: house. <laughs> and you know that if they're your friend, that's not how they'll feel. No, but like, that's you how do- I feel though. It's like, that's that mom guilt just like lingering and leaning at you. Now we have friends that are all different ages. Like our camping crew. Um, we have a couple that's our age that has one little girl. We have another couple that has like a seven and 10 year old. We have another couple that has three kids that are various ages. Um, so we all get it. We all have kids there will always be kids around, but in the same breath, it's just all super different stages. Right. And, um, we don't live in like our friends are all from the same town. We don't live in that town. And so that makes it interesting too. like, I actually have to like drive. Right. Substantially, like at least 20 minutes to get anywhere with our friends. It's just weird. It's weird. It is. And I feel like the older I get, I'm still very extroverted,
1: but same. I also feel very introverted too. like, since it's way easier to just chill at my
0: house with my kids. Well, and farming doesn't help that. So, like, let's relate it back to farming because it is unique to be a farm wife. Come like busy season, like Whitney was saying, you know, Bart saying, hey, March is going to be busy. Well, one, what's new? Come on, right. like, don't act like you're giving, doing us a favor warning us. <laughs> right, but
1: I'm also on call for that call that says, hey, you got to run to an hour right. away, get parts. And so I can't really ever plan play dates or anything like that because my life is super unpredictable. Therefore, Unless- it's hard to be my friend probably. <laughs>
0: It would hard to be like, if you expected a friend of predictability, like I don't expect that of you and you don't expect that of me. That's why we get along so well, even so far away. We get it. Uh, Right. Like it's okay, but it's hard. It's hard to make plans. And it's really hard to accept sometimes that you have to do a lot by yourself come those seasons. Like, let's say you do have plans Mm -hmm. and you don't have to go do anything for the farm or whatever. It's like, there's a weight of, I have to get all these kids ready. And I have to get out the door and I have to be there and I probably should bring some food because it's a barbecue. And like, that's, I need to, you know, right. will chips be good enough this time? Or do I actually need to just put a little effort forth? And then it's and- on you
1: to watch all of them at this. Like when yes. and I when we go somewhere with the kids, like we're both good at like keeping an eye on all of our kids at one time.
0: Where's Bodie? Then- Where's Rhett? Where's, yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: So then like last year, a few times we went to a friend's pond and that makes me have like super high anxiety when I go by myself Mm-hmm. Granted, like everybody's watching everybody's kids, but still I'm like, okay, Bodie's in the water. Layton's getting in right there. Rowdy's by me. Like I have to keep watching everybody
0: and it's just very stressful. Well, it only takes one second for a kid to just be missing. I mean, right. even at my house, they'll be outside playing. I'll be getting something. I'll look up and I'm like, shit, where are my kids? At? <laughs> <laughs> right. And they have just snuck behind a bush or something. You know, it's not like they leave, but still it's like that instant frantic of like, where did they go? Right.
1: So the, I interviewed a a couple of gals for this episode and they talk about, they have teens now and they're like, it gets easier, but it also gets more, more difficult because then your teens have a say on who you hang out with because they're not sure they like that couple or their kids. Or she said like every season gets easier, but it also brings a
0: new challenge of friendships. Well, and we always say that, like, you know, be present where you are because you may think grass is greener on the other side. And once you get to the other side, you have a whole new set of problems. Mm -hmm. Like You and I are the, I feel like we're like the, um, we could be the ad or like the front picture of that, (laughs) of that saying, but it really is true. And, um, we're just experiencing like that early, like you're a step ahead of me. Cause school age, because of school age and I'm getting ready to enter that. And you're entering like not just school, but extracurricular activities with Oh,
1: And it's stressing me out too.
0: <laughs> and so like, I'm just going to follow in your footsteps. You just lead the way and learn it all. And I'll just ask you for questions. But, but in reality, it is true. And I know that once we get older, um, my brother and sister-in-law, um, who we also do business with, he was, Jordan will say like, Oh, you know, the kids are such and such. And Da, 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 and we're here, and this is what we're doing. And and my brother in law says he just kind of chuckles and says, "I remember that. Like I remember having to make all these arrangements to get away to go out to eat. Like Jordan took me out to eat for my birthday. Like I remember doing that." And he said, "Now, we just my wife and I can so go do home. right. Like we can go out whenever we want. Instead, like both the kids were home, and we said, you know, let's just stay home. And we had popcorn and a movie night. Like their priorities shifted because we now they want yes. to be home." We desperately want to get away from our kids for a night, just one night. Right. I want to go, I want to go to campus. You're not allowed here. (laughs) I want to visit you and I want to be by myself and I want to come and I want to drink a couple beers and not have to worry about putting kids to bed for like one night. Right. But, um, but we can't, right. Right. And in five years from now, six, seven, 10 years from now, we're going to be able to say, okay, we're so much more flexible in that regard, but there'll be something that we miss from this stage. Right. Oh, we be will, lots of things for sure. For sure we this. will. Okay. We shouldn't yeah. talk too long. Cause I'm pretty sure you said the interview was a touch long, which is great. I can't wait to listen to it. I have yet to listen to it. Um, yeah. So
1: don't give up on this episode because it is going to be very
0: long, but it is very in-depth and very good with two amazing ladies. Right. Like Whitney and I can only offer advice on friendships up to the age of seven. <laughs> yeah. Wait, right. how's Bodie? Seven. seven. Yep. Yeah. Seven. And we're only good for advice to
1: the ages of 30 and (laughs) the wonderful ladies have entered a
0: decade ahead of us. So, right. Okay. Without further ado, wait, before you take off, let's take, let's say one more thing. Okay. I do think you can look back even now being 30 and like, look back the people you had in your wedding. Right. Are you still friends with all of them? Um,
1: so one's my sister, one's my sister-in-law. Yes. And then my one was my best friend from high school and we don't really talk, but I still, I mean, I would still consider her a very good friend.
0: Yeah. Like I'm friends, but like, it's like, we
1: don't, we don't talk. So.
0: Right. I'm friends with all the people, but that's the same. Like my two college friends, best friends were in my wedding. And like, we just don't, they're still my friends. Right. But like. You fall out of touch with people. It's just so quick. Like we've only been married for seven years and that's changed. And even my best friends, they got a divorce. And that has completely rocked our like friendship, like bubble, another couple got divorced. And so it just is one of those things. Like it can happen in an instant that you lose friends or make new friends. And so different circumstances. If- well, okay.
1: I'll tell you, it's Jesse and Jen is who we interview, which you'll figure it out, obviously. Right. But Jen made the comment, you get married and you're not only trying to make friends for yourself, you're now trying to make friends for you and your husband, because obviously uh-huh. the majority of your time together. So it has to be two people that you both mesh with and then you have kids and it's got to people, be people that their kids mesh with your kids. And she's like, it just becomes very difficult to make friends as you age.
0: Uh, yeah. And, and your, and your amount of time that you have to make friends and your want to go and put all those kids in the car and do all that. It lessens. I don't know. I, I agree. I can't wait to listen to it. So we get It, it it, things hard. can change quickly. And if you ever feel like you're in a point where you have no friends, things can change rapidly. You know, it, it's not like you're never going to have friends the rest of your life.
1: Right. And you're not alone and feeling lonely. No. Cause no. I get that.
0: Well, yeah. Especially during busy farm seasons when everybody else is doing stuff because they can, and it's them and their spouse. And we're like, yeah, we'll plan on coming, but uh, we might not be there. Actually, the, chances <laughs> are, the chances are actually pretty great. We won't be there, but count us in still invite us. Um, It's yeah, that is what it is.
1: Okay. Let's say our quote and then we'll go to the interview. Oh
0: oh yeah. I have it. Okay. Here it is. Friendship isn't about who you've known the longest. It's about who you, oh, I messed it up. Okay. Let's try again. (laughs) (laughs) Friendship isn't about who you've known the longest. It's about who walked into your life and said, I'm here for you and proved it. (laughs) Boom. Yeah.
1: I don't know what you were going to say the first time, but it still sounded
0: good. Well, I was just, I inserted words that in my head that were not right and it was going to go there. Anyways, it's whatever. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to send it over to you guys. I can't wait to listen. Okay.
2: Loneliness is one of my dear friends. It is always welcomed into my heart, just like each and every feeling. Each time the pain of loneliness arises, I thank it for trusting me with the secrets it has been embarrassed to share. I hold loneliness in my arms. I am its safety, not someone burdened or harmed by it. I once had a door of protection guarding my heart. Now the deadbolts and frame have been removed. All parts are welcomed, just as they are, with nothing but love remaining,
1: no matter the visitors who come and go. Well, without further ado, that is Jesse Norman. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Yes, and we have Jen Stutzman from Heart of Bison with us as well for this interview. Hey, guys. How are you girls? Good. So excited
2: about getting to hang out with y'all for a little bit. Been missing y'all. Yeah. Doing great
1: and so
3: so grateful to be here with you girls. This is like a little coffee date for
1: us. Uh, yeah. It is. So mm-hmm. so Jesse and Jen and I had discussed this last week because I have felt some deep rooted feelings about friendship and entering my 30s. And I've heard them talk about it entering their forties. And so after our discussion, I just said this has to be a podcast topic. I think there's so many people that would relate. So here we are for it. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Yeah, and I think it'll be so helpful for people to realize they're not alone because, again, that's a danger for all of us is to get into this place where we just think
1: we're alone. Or we think it's just us. Like, we think we're the bad person Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. us feeling that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And Dino and – I'm late to this recording, kind of getting getting my mic set up and everything because that's what I have been doing this morning is talking to different friends that are feeling alone and like mm. they don't have any friends. and So I thought, that is so funny, Lord, that you would send them this morning so that those emotions would be so fresh on my heart. And what we read at the beginning of the episode was – a meme that my sister sent me, right? Right as we pressed um, record on, well, or right as we were talking about what we were going to talk about today, she sent it to me. And I just thought that his timing is always so charming. It is. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It for sure is. (laughs) So the first bullet point we have here is why does friendship seem so hard the older we get? Mm -hmm. So you girls want to ping in here because you're the ones that guided me on this. Right. Mm-hmm. Jen, you go first. Okay. Well, I at the I'm
3: almost 40 and looking back, mm-hmm. I there was a big shift, I would say late 20s and early 30s coming in of just kind of friends dropping off or feeling very alone. And I was always kind of perplexed what is happening in because you know, coming out of high school and college you're with your friends all the time. It's like just nonstop laughter, getting together at all times. And then pretty soon you've got, Mm -hmm. it's like, you can hear the crickets. There's, it's hard to find time for your friends. Um, And it's, you can't put all the blame on your friends. It's partly you too, but there's so much happening as you mature. So when, when us girls were talking, we were talking about um, the pruning that's taking place in our lives. And so we, we, we start to outgrow friends. We start to have friendships that can be restored. It just needs time and forgiveness. We often, not always, but often at this age, you've got a family by now, which takes a lot of extra time and energy. And we all have so much energy in a day that we can give out. So it's not always necessarily that you don't want to be with your friends, but you, t- you honestly don't have the time. And energy, and so the friendships are kind of dying, and you're you're very lonely. So, right. yeah, just keep going on that.
2: Well, and I think you don't realize certain concepts until you're older until you can kind of go through. I've probably had four or five best friend breakups mm. in the past twenty five years. And I think the first one is so jarring and so shocking. <laughs> and then by the fifth one, you're like, excuse me, by the fifth one, I kind of feel like you're like, there's something else I'm missing. And I think probably in those first few, I was younger and twenties and you just think we have a breakup. Who is at fault who is the bad guy and who is the good guy and who did everything perfect and who did everything wrong. <laughs> and let me make sure that my friend group knows
1: that it's her, not me. Absolutely. I think then, that's part of being immature too. Well, There's yeah. You're 20 really
2: yeah. Then when you're 40, you're like, Oh hell, that wasn't my person. You know, <laughs> like you just kind of know. And as a, a, Jen and I are the same age. And so, In the past few years, I've just realized that my not liking someone or my not being friends with someone uh, changes their character zero. Just because I don't mesh with someone says nothing about who they are as a person. It said what we were as a relationship. And I think we were focused on good guy, bad guy when it was simply God was saying, Hey, I've got something better. I need you to stop. I need you to stop being distracted with that relationship because I have a really neat one waiting mm-hmm. for you. And then you can amicably and maturely, like you said, with go on your way. Um, my My most recent one We were no longer able to be best friends any longer because she found her best friend. And it never, there was nothing ever ugly. It was never ugly. Uh, Maybe I was sad here and there or, you know, feeling a little bit of rejection because that's human, but immediately and way more quicker than in the beginning ones, I was like, oh, now that works. Like I could see how they worked really, really well together where we just didn't. We wanted to, but we didn't. And that was a lot of fun for me to see that growth from the first breakup to this one.
1: Right. So Jen, you said something about, and you're the one that said this to me and we discussed it, that like I'm in a hard place right now because I'm raising kids at the same time as I'm trying to be a friend and be a wife and Run our operation with my husband and do all those things. And I think I put a lot of blame or guilt on myself that, like, I'm not a good friend because I don't go out of my way to do those things. But in reality, it's my season that I just can't. I can't make time for. And I feel bad saying that. I feel like a bad friend saying, like, I can't make time for that. But I'm in a season where my kids need to be in bed for school at a certain time or they're bears in the morning or, you know, Bart needs help. And like, some people just don't get that. When he needs help, he needs help. Like I'm the person. And so we discussed that like Bart is my best friend right now. And and in the past, like when you said Jesse, you had a friend in your twenties that was like your person, I had that as well. And then went through like a breakup. And it is like losing your boyfriend for the first Mm -hmm. time is what it's worse. it It is worse. And and like we're we speak now, we're fine, like it's good. But like back then I didn't think of Bart as my best friend. He was my friend. Obviously, he's always been my friend and my husband, but now it's like, I just want to hang out with him. The the rest is a bonus, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Don't forget the hot tub. Yeah, the hot tub. That's our (laughs) best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I just, it makes me feel like a bad person that I feel like I can't make the time to do those things. But we also have friends that don't have kids yet. So we're just in very different places in our lives. As yeah. far as how our evenings go or weekends or anything like that. right? Don't you
3: think that too, it's you at this stage of life, you need friends that can be super gracious yes. um, and not put an expectation on you that you can't meet because then right. they're frustrated with you and it's not, it doesn't have to do with love for them. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you don't love them. You do. It's truly the truth. That we only have so much time and so much energy. And our family, our husband, our children, they do need to come first. And so our best energy is going to need to go there. And then we need friends that can just, that we can pick up. If we haven't talked even in a month, that's fine. We can just pick up and love each other and be gracious to each other. Often some friends aren't willing to do that. So you're going to lose them along the way just because they've set an expectation for you that you're not going to be able to meet. And it doesn't mean you don't love them, it just means. It is, you
2: know, and I don't even like this thing, but it is what it is, you know, in in the season. Yeah. I called one of my best friends two nights ago and I said, do you have the bandwidth to talk about this certain thing? And she said, I don't. And I said, will you tomorrow? She said, I might. And Mm -hmm. we just got off the phone. I like (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. And so just knowing to be open about that with each other, mm-hmm. you know, do you have, do you have enough in your cup to give me some, or would it be better if we tried again mm-hmm. next time? You know, I
1: like that. It's like, you're not putting an expectation on each other that you mm-hmm. have to, Yeah. like yeah. She, she, yeah. she could have just felt very obligated. Yes. Just because you're her friend. That's good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it takes those first couple of times because mm-hmm. you, it does feel like rejecting. It does mm-hmm. feel like my friends come to me and I'm re- going to reject her. But we've done it enough times with her that we know it's not rejection. It's just a tiny little delay until we can be better for each mm-hmm. other. I love that. And-, and we talked about this last time too, Was
3: we need the friends that can be gracious, but we also don't take the crap like we used to at this point so whether it's gossiping or someone not sticking up for you you know just in life and you just for me and I know you girls too I'm more willing to drop that relationship when before I would have let it happen and maybe even like just tried to hang yeah kept quiet hung on for dear life but when you get a little bit older just like nah like Yeah. yeah And, and I you're
1: famous for saying protect your circle. And I just keep yeah. going back to that. Like my circle is this group of people. And if anything is going to start poking and prodding at my circle, it's not going to work for me. Right.
2: Well, and I think people think that that's us talking out of both sides of our mouth. <laughs> like c- cutting the relationship is not grace. Oh, yes, it is. Like I can bake a pie and hand it over the fence with a lot of love in my heart instead of having the pie handed to her next to me on my couch in my right. living room where my children are. Mm-hmm. And so having grace for someone and forgiveness and mercy, be just because I had to end the relationship, those are not the same things. I can have grace for someone while I decide that's not for us right now. That's mm-hmm. not not the right season for that relationship. And so grace doesn't mean allow abuse to come into your home or allow something into your life because you have to be like Jesus and have grace for that person. That
1: that pie can be baked and handed over the fence.
2: Absolutely.
1: Like yeah, mm-hmm. so do I. Like toxicity, I think, is something that when I turned 30, I realized that I just don't have time for anymore or I don't I don't make excuses for it anymore, like let it in my life because they are who, like they were my best friend. I just, I don't allow that anymore. And I don't know if that's a part of aging, if it gets different when you turn 40, but it was like 30 was a thing for me, like click, I'm just wow. not allowing these things anymore.
2: Well, and if you put pen to paper and you go over your last five girl breakups And by each of them, you say, that was her fault, that was her fault, that was her fault, that was her fault, and that was her fault. I'm zero out of five. None of those were my fault. None of the breakups were my fault. Well, isn't that even your fault for picking that person if you think, you know, if you thought that they were the right one and they did something so horrible, they ended the relationship, that's still your fault. However, it's not accurate. You're responsible for several of those. And Bob Goff, he's one of my favorite. One of the first lines he told us in person was, um, you guys are freaking people out. People are freaking people out. And some of you are the ones freaking the people out. And you guys need to get a puppy <laughs> or chill out. And I think if you put pen to paper on those breakups, you have to be realistic and humble to realize that, you you had your hand in several of them mm-hmm. and oh, you can't absolutely. feel so yeah you can't feel so perfect that i was awesome in all of that and they just they just couldn't be as great as me and so it didn't work like you just have to find that humility and be like yep i sucked i lost a friend i need to figure out how to grow through it for this next relationship yeah for the first what do you say yeah. what?
1: Fail forward with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. did you all say the same thing? No.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought that's what you said. I must have heard her and thought no. it was yeah. you. Did
3: I was saying one of the first questions I ask myself when I see a relationship going bad, or I sense that something is really off, or I know that there's a conversation that needs to happen, and not necessarily a happy one. I'm asking God, uh, what, what is it in me? I know it's not just them. So, and the moment I start to ask them, there is things revealed that I've done, said prideful attitudes I've brought that I am able to bring to the conversation because usually I I may be hurt by someone, but I think that's an important thing for us to do, you know, with and then use discernment. Sometimes that friendship is something you do need to walk away from, but Mm -hmm. we definitely need to own um, anything on our part, which is really important.
1: I love that, Jen. It is important. And that's hard too, but it is a part of making your next relationship not Mm -hmm. fail or not fail as badly. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to think of
2: even think of the last 20 fights you had with your husband. If they were all 20, his fault, something's wrong. (laughs) You know, like that's, those are not good numbers. That's not good ratios. If you fully believe that he was 20 for 20, That's a problem that you probably shouldn't take into the future
1: with you. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So then we have here written, how do we learn to be alone during certain seasons? Mm -hmm. Well, the good thing.
2: Well, Jen, do you want to go first? I feel like I'm talking. No, Jess,
3: you hit it. I I do have a Bible verse for this one.
2: Oh, good. Do you want to read it? Um,
3: I need you to go so I can look for it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> My beautiful thing, Wit, is that we're we are never alone with what you were already talking about. Is we're married, we're hitched, we're hitched to our person for the rest of our life, and so loneliness and girl relationships, sure, that's huge, but that's a time for our husbands to shine, and I feel like I feel like they really have during this. I mean, mine has during this pandemic, and um something we always say is, uh, it's you and me, you and me, babe. And that's just so comforting. And
1: yeah. On top of friends. like being 30 and forties and trying to be friends, like the pandemic did not help any of that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: no. <laughs> Let's not forget no. that. No. Well, mm-hmm. even, even go down to the tiniest of details. Like I saw a girlfriend, a year ago and she about picked me up off the floor. Mm. I saw her last week. She waved at me from across the room mm. and I wanted to ball my eyes out and I was like, what did I do? Like, what did I do for her? Did I snub her? I have the worst memory, Jen. Jen knows. I, I just have the worst memory and so I can harm you and hurt your feelings and do something to end our relationship and not, not know what it was. And I know that's convenient for me. It's just how it is. And I just went home thinking, what did I do? And then it was finally, it's the pandemic. Mm-hmm. She she works at the gym. She can't touch anyone. She'd probably get fired if she came near me. And so you have to remember, and there are uh, people that think that they if they hug you, they literally die. They yeah, hug, right. die. And so then that's, that's not making fun of them. That's a real mentality and we need to be praying for those people to come mm-hmm. out of this in a healthy manner and um so yeah just you just thought I just thought I did something and, and really it was it nothing. was, the, it was mm-hmm. the pandemic it was the mask and everything
3: hmm. oh man that's um okay so so to the learning to be alone i think this is a very 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 important thing for each of us to learn to be alone to not just run from the feelings of loneliness which i would say after having kids i went through a real period of depression loneliness cuz i'm a very i love to be with people all day i would just i'd have my friends move in with me right now and love it mm-hmm. but the lord put me in a season and jake and i moved a lot where i was very lonely and I had to learn and I had to learn it because I didn't know what to be alone with God and to sit with him and to be, um, to enjoy him. And that was a very hard lesson for me to learn. But I think that almost every person has to go through that. And we keep cycling till we can learn what now, when I say this, I do, that doesn't mean be a loner and don't make friends. It just means get Find a place, a way to be content with it and not blame everybody else for loneliness or, you know, do anything you can to get out of it. Sometimes we are in a season and hopefully it's a brief season of loneliness, whether we've just moved somewhere and we don't have friends or we've lost friends or we don't have our circle yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying give up on making friends because I believe in always go again, go again. Right. keep finding friends. But it makes me think of Amy Carmichael. Do you guys know who that is?
0: No. She's a don't. famous
3: missionary to India. It, she is not alive now, but she was being called to the mission field and she was actually kind of grieving the idea of being alone and being lonely and not being married because she was pretty sure she was being called to not be married and be alone and this is the verse that I cling to and it's in the new king james version version what it says those who trust in the lord will not be desolate in the esv here it says none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned but what it reminds mm-hmm. me and that just gave her peace she was like okay god yes sir i will not be desolate i trust in you this she ended up having this amazing ministry to young girls in India that had been trafficked and were prostitutes at temples and she rescued them. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. She was not desolate. She had the Lord. But each of us are going to be in a season where we have to trust that God is with us. We are not alone and that he will lead us to the right people. But in doing so, we cannot just sit at home in depression. We must pursue and go again and try again. It's very hard to do when you have lost friends, when your heart's been broken or you've been rejected or even um, what's the word when someone's gone behind your back and hurt you.
2: Um, betrayed Betrayed
3: You've been betrayed It's very mm-hmm. hard to go back out again But we must So mm-hmm. it's it's twofold Learning to be alone with the Lord Finding contentment with Him Knowing you are not alone When you trust mm-hmm. in Him mm-hmm. And to Finding the courage to,
1: to go again Because we're not meant to do life alone mm-hmm. No We're not And I think when you sit in that loneliness You definitely begin to Or I have in the past Begin to overthink everything and then you think maybe you're a bad person because of Mm -hmm. a b and c but you forget that well we're forgiven regardless right yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 we don't know like what that other person was going through or has been going through or what they've dealt with and i think we put too much thought into like relationships ending
2: yeah oh yeah (laughs) don't we yeah you know going back to what jen was saying and i think i i said this on our on our last episode, but I've always taught Lily, Lily's my 15 year old and I've always taught her, you know, when you're going to a restaurant with six, seven, eight of your girlfriends, you know, you've seen those little girls run into the restaurant and fight over little spots and then one gets the shaft and then one's sad cause she's not sitting by her friends. And so I've always taught them just walk right up to the table and sit down and whoever will wants to sit by you will sit by you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't wait for the spot. Just sit down. And that's what it reminded me of, Jen, the whole time you were talking is how much better of a friend are we when we are not afraid of being alone because we rely on Christ? Like how attractive that can be yeah. to a friend. You know, we, not, we don't have to be so needy, right. don't have to empty each other's cups because we're in charge of filling our cups. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes for such a much better relationship that doesn't have to be harmed mm-hmm. by our human ways, you know.
1: Yeah. And the that's the we put on on every relationship yes. mm-hmm. that hinders it.
3: Yeah. And that's that that being, you know, just like you said, and this is a big part of testimony for Jake and I's marriage of (laughs) what has helped us get through the hardest times was learning to be filled up by Christ. Jake does not need to fulfill in me what he cannot. And no friend needs to fulfill in me what they cannot. When we get to that place, like just said, we no longer are the needy friend with those high expectations that our friends must meet with our feelings hurt and they didn't come through and we can say like your friend said, I'm not ready tonight, but maybe tomorrow. And that's, and you as the friend can go, got it.
2: I love you. Well, and I saw a cool meme the other day that said, we're walking around begging and expecting everyone to see us, truly see us. And we don't know who (laughs) we are yet, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're expecting others to know who we are and help us to know who we are when we don't, mm-hmm. right. the expectations have got to be in check. Yes. And I'm going to go even a step further is we don't know who God is. Because right?
3: when we know who God is, we oh. are we know who we are. It's, it, it's more about knowing when we seek out and know God through his word, we know who we are. We don't have to spend forever trying to figure ourselves out because when we know who God is, it's just a natural progression god first and so even as christians i think sometimes we spend all this time i got i want to know myself type attitude which there is it's so cool to kind of figure out what makes you tick in your personality but more importantly than that it's who is god and he will Mm -hmm. tell us who he is in his word we don't have to wonder we don't have to make him who we think he should be
1: right it's it's very clear it's very clear Mm -hmm. absolutely So, so another thing is, I don't know how you guys feel about like in your forties, but I feel like 10 years ago compared to me now, I've changed a bunch. And so I don't know how I can't expect someone else to change as well. And so you saying like, don't put the blame all on her. Absolutely. Some of it's my fault, my fault that I've changed. And I don't know why in the, in the moment or thinking of it, why it's hard to remember that, but it's very real.
2: Right. Your ego, your ego <laughs> in its self preservation, doing anything to make sure that we were not the one to blame. Mm-hmm. And getting to a point where you can say, I made a mistake and I wasn't that, that wasn't my best. That was not my best effort. I made a mistake. There's some places, there's some parts of my heart that still need to grow with jealousy and comparison. And to think of ourselves in a perfect season that doesn't do anything to harm others is, um, it's just incorrect. Mm. He tells us he's going to work on us until the day of completion when he comes to get us. And so thinking that, you know, I just think we have to remember that we have a hand in all of it. And I think when that humility comes in, it makes it just so much easier Because the right ones aren't going to walk away. The right Right. ones are going to see our faults and be able to put up with them because they want to be in our lives that much.
3: Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of Timothy Keller? No. He's an author and a pastor, but he he said once, I fell in love with... I've fallen in love three times with the same woman and he talked about how much his wife has changed. And when we, you have to choose to fall in love again when your spouse is changing, just like you said, what we change, we do. And the right friends will love us as we change. And we will also love our friends as they change because sometimes it is quite a radical change as we are maturing and growing or whether we've been through some great trauma, great Mm -hmm. loss. it changes us a lot Mm
2: -hmm. right well it's like the doctor i had she's this tiny indian woman that does not take any crap and she was exactly who i needed to go through my divorce she's not who i need right now like i'm good i can handle my own i have the strength i didn't have strength then And so the the ball busting that she did during my divorce with medicines and therapy and different things like that, I needed. Now, I just need a doctor that respects me and talks to me like I'm a fellow adult. She does not. And so and so it's almost with your friendships. There's a there's going to be a need in different seasons. Friends that I had during my divorce why would they have even been my friends? I was a shell of a person that couldn't even find above water, myself above water, much less pour anything into anybody else, you know? And so <clears throat> I do have some friends that I've been friends with before, during, and after. And that makes me have a lot of respect for them.
1: Yeah, wow. absolutely. That is a big deal. So, so Jen, you talked earlier about pruning. Can you... Elaborate on that because you did with me, and I thought it was really good to hear. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. What did I say, Wit? <laughs> I, I knew she was going to say that because she'll say it mm-hmm. right after.
1: Mm-hmm. she didn't know. She didn't know. What to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> so you just said that that as you age, you prune through friends.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's pruning is painful in any. Setting, and even Correct. if you're a gardener or you do it, it's pruning back, you know, cutting. But the the re, the new growth is going to be quite
0: extraordinary.
3: Yeah. So sometimes we will see a friendship that is pretty unhealthy for us and. Mm. We, We might have to make the choice, you know, on our own to walk away from it. Um, Or it's just the Lord is going to end it on his own because he knows that we need to kind of go in a different direction. So for me, some of my most painful friendship breakups um, and man, aren't they painful? It is just so so hard and you want to figure out how to make it work. I mean, I've I've tried so hard with some friendships to make it work but sometimes the lord is saying no you know
1: and and you just have to gracefully step away because i've done yeah. the same mm-hmm. i've done the same you try to be the bigger person or be the one to i don't know how you put that reach out and be like on the one way street mm-hmm. but really at the end god's telling you walk away yeah.
3: And that's where the discernment comes in because many friendships, there can be uh, restoration and forgiveness and you can keep going. And th- some of those best friendships we've had, we've all fought with our best friends and we make up, we keep going. But sometimes we have to use discernment to see certain friendships are not meant to keep going. We, I hate even saying this. We said it girls cause it sounds pr- prideful, but sometimes you've outgrown a friendship um the lord is pushing you and maturing you in a way and this friendship is very much deterring you from what god has for you and i don't want that to sound prideful because there's been probably people who have had to drop me as they've grown right. well, out, outgrown that, me
2: yeah i don't think part that, of that changing. I, yeah, yeah i don't think that sounds arrogant jen because i do think we did hit so much on the humility of seeing that maybe it was us. And so I do think you do need to go into the times when it's not. And so that that is huge for us to you don't want to be no you don't want to be disobedient to what he's trying to ask of us or, or trying to lead us through. And so you don't want to hear from the Lord that you're needed in someone else's life or you're needed here and be like, oh no, I can't I can't harm harm her God. I can't hurt her feeling. That'll hurt her feelings. Mm-hmm. So I I can't. I'll have to be disobedient to you to keep that bargain up with her, and that you just have to look at it that that way. Sometimes I think.
3: What Absolutely. do you girls think about the concept of? unlikely friends. I think I wrote that to you girls. Sometimes we look right past someone yes. that's going to be a great, great friend, whether it's from difference in what you do age, they may be way older yes. or way younger, um, into different things, but sometimes the Lord puts someone in our path and he's like here. And sometimes we look right past it. Yes. So yes, it's, I, what do you girls think of being even just open to friendships that wouldn't normally be your
1: type of friend? I think that's a part of maturing too. Like in yeah. my twenties would I have thought that? Oh no way. I have my right. circle right now and those are my people and they're you think, oh, those are gonna be my people forever and ever. And that's just not the case sometimes. And so yeah, I think yeah. as I've aged, I think that. Like, yeah, I'll reach out my hand and be the friend to that person.
2: Oh yeah. My my closest friend for twenty six years. We're we're not a daily our daily thing is TikTok, but we're not a daily phone call. She is my TikTok person. I can send her thirty. Um, we've been <laughs> dear friends for twenty six years. She's gonna ask me what time I was born so she can look at the astrology chart while she um, leads a yoga class. And I mean. We could not be more different. And then I'm going to tell her I'm going to pray over her while she chuckles. I mean, there's just we could not be more different, but we don't have to hide anything from her. And I've said this before, is whether she believes in the Lord or she doesn't, or there's a form of what she does believe in, or maybe she believes in another God, none of it matters with what I'm talking about because— her love for me and everything that I am, when I don't have to hide anything from her because she accepts all of me and loves all of me, um, and there's so much transparency, makes me love the Lord more, pushes me closer to God. Yeah. Somebody that's not actively pursuing God can still pers- push me to my God by the beautiful characteristics that they're portraying. And I think that we feel like iron sharpens iron, like we have to, you know, pour scripture over each other's heads so that they're better Christians. And sometimes I just think that love and acceptance and grace and compassion and love, love, love is what grows both, you know. That
3: comes with maturity too. Think because um, one of my best friends and I are so different, but it's such good practice for both of us to have such different viewpoints and still say, "I love you." Uh I love you right there, and we disagree on major things. Us too. Major stuff, but we just keep fighting because we mutually love each other so much. We Mm -hmm. keep going. Yeah, and there's things awesome. that have happened where you would think this relationship is gonna like sure. up, sure. but, but because we just have chosen to respect each other oh. and love each other, we're still going strong. So, that's so cool. but I think it's important for us to have relationships like that in mm-hmm. life. It's important for us to learn to respectfully disagree and even to debate with respect, yeah. um, and to agree to disagree. That's not something Mm -hmm. I think we do enough, honestly. You know,
1: we we walk on eggshells about uncomfortable topics. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's when communication begins to fail and maybe get harder and maybe begin to end a relationship maybe Mm -hmm. even because nobody wants to do that.
2: Oh, yeah. We had unity week at our church this week and our homework was to find someone as different as possible from us and take them to lunch. (laughs) I love that. And I thought, that's that's my girl who I just told y'all about. I mean, and you know, my best friend, my current best friend is Cam and we couldn't, y'all know us, we could not be more different if we tried. And so sometimes she'll call and she'll say, hey, this girl called and she said, would you like to go get groceries with me? what do you think she means and I'm like she she wants to go get groceries with you like she's not it's just not cam cam's like a lone wolf and doesn't really do the the girlfriend thing yeah. so it's just so funny that she needs me to be like her girl translator mm-hmm. and um it makes and she's like but what do you mean think she meant by that and I'm like She wants to be with you and go get
1: groceries.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we're all so different. And I love that going back to what you were talking about a minute ago, Jen, is that, you know, we're all so different and we're all created in his image. And I laugh at like the love languages and the Enneagrams. I'm like, does that mean that God is all the nine Enneagrams at the same time? And we're all just, you know, created and in each part of him. It's kind of neat to look at each other and realize you're a part of God. I'm a part of God. You're a part of God. It's kind of cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think and then- one, one of my favorite things about wit is if, I mean, if you aren't fallen or you need to be, but she's a huge encourager. Wit is a yeah. huge encourager getting behind other women and supporting. And that is hugely lacking in women period. Cause there's so yeah. much comparison and jealousy that, um, we need to get very, very comfortable with speaking encouragement and supporting each other. And whenever we feel jealousy, smash it, bam, bam. I tell my kids, when you start to feel jealous of one of your friends, what I want you to do is immediately tell them something you love about them, whether it's through text, oh, yeah. because oh, it is going to kill that jealousy and you got to kill oh, it God. because jealousy just rots you to the core. It's oh, not even God. something. And it ruins so yeah. many relationships.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's something um,
2: something that you don't even want to mess with. You know, you just you want to get it out of it. One of my devotionals, I think yesterday morning uh, was a Bob Goff devotional, and he was talking about his friend. Every time she felt one of those emotions, Jen, she would bake a cake and bring it to them. Uh, And it was it wasn't passive aggressive. It was her trying to work on herself and that that um pattern. That pattern. I feel this now. I bake this and I give them to make them feel good. And, you know, cr- grooving those new grooves in your brain of, of thinking. I love that, Jen. That's beautiful. I need to tell my girls that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think also and- jealousy makes it even worse in today's day and age with social media that people get so in their head over jealousy and it ruins yeah. themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah. social media makes it
3: easier, honestly, as much yeah. as you try to you know, protect yourself from the comparison game. It's very uh-huh. hard. If you
1: yeah.
3: are on Instagram or any social media platform, when you get off, try to be really self aware and listen to what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And often, sure. even as you're trying to protect, you're thinking, I wish I was like that. I wish. I could live there. I wish, you know, we, uh, but we don't right. always sometimes know that's where our mind is going. So, really taking your thoughts captive and thinking those things through can be helpful. But social media has taken
1: jealousy and comparison yeah. to a whole nother level. Oh, shit. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine being a teenager in this no. generation. Right? hmm.
2: If people had sleepovers without us, we may have heard about it on right. Monday, but it wasn't that now you big see on everything. Now mm-hmm. our kids are sitting at home while it's happening, mm-hmm. watching, oh, yeah. it, watching every moment of it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So but, this leads into the next bullet point. So okay. how do you think that you can be a better friend or how can you be a vault? Oh, I love that
2: word. Jesse, it's your word. Take it. That I think those two go completely synonymous with each other. And I don't think I knew how to be a vault until I needed someone to be a vault. I don't know if I knew how to give grace until I needed abundant grace and then some more. And I think until you need, whether you've been transparent with someone and then panicked that that was going to get out to other people or you needed someone else to share that load, help, help with the weight of all of it. Um, Brene Brown calls it marble jar girls and being able to go to someone and like I said, share that weight and trust that that's as far as it's going to go. And I don't know, the past 10 years, I've just made a game of it. Like, I'm like, you know what kind of secrets I have in here and y'all don't know? And you almost get extra points for when you're with someone and they start talking about it or that person and you're sitting there with all of the information that they would love and you're just sitting there going, look at how strong I am. You know, like it's just kind of a fun game at this point to see – uh you've got ice water going through your veins, you know, like I can do this. And I think the more you do it, the more you can do it.
3: Yeah. After we talked about that, Jess, I have a teen Bible study and I started the girls off. I wrote on a big like poster piece of paper on the wall. I just wrote the word vault and I talked to the girls about, you really can't be a good friend till you learn this. And if you girls can learn this young, yeah oh yes you'll be be a great friend have you you know and i just told the girls you can tell your parents anything i say because they're going to want to know i'm not teaching you heresy (laughs) (laughs) but anything you girls are sharing is not for Mm -hmm. any of you to go out sharing so i made them all sign their names to the vault along with me and then every week we just kind of touch on it and beyond just sharing other people's stuff um you don't even always need to share their good news. Sometimes it's not yours to share. So learning, learning to think that through and not being that person that is constantly gossiping girls, it doesn't matter what age you are. Gossip is a problem. It is a oh, real problem. And it, it destroys relationship. And when you have a friend gossiping to you, my first thought is, if you're talking about so and so this way, I can't imagine how you're talking about me. Oh. And when
2: and you're I'm not, not there Yeah. You, know, you think you're naive for a long time. Like, I bet you they talk about them, but I bet they don't talk about me. And then you slowly get there and you're like, oh, dear, they do, don't they? <laughs> we, <laughs> we have a rule in our home that we're not. The that names not to come out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. The siblings, siblings' names are not allowed to negatively come out of your mouths. And mm-hmm. so, because we don't like them to tell, and you know, bigger stuff sure, but if it's just the catty little petty stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of the very first times I was I was cooking, and we have a bar that looks out to the um, living room, and they the my two girls came in and talked about one of the other kids, and I was like, nope. Never, never again. That will be a rule in this home because this is a safe space. And Mm -hmm. I didn't have that growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I also coach. And that's what I tell them is this is a safe crew. This little Mm -hmm. sisterhood of the 12 of y'all or the 10 of y'all is a safe sisterhood. So when you're at school, you are not to ever negatively say any of these 10 names in this circle right now. And I can't even explain to you the strength that would come from the 10 of you knowing that it's the 10 of you, that yeah. you don't get up from that table and wonder if they started bashing you immediately. Yeah. And that safety right. that cre- can create the confidence, you know, and but yeah, the fam, the family gossip is effective to me, I'd, I, I've I worked with my therapist on it a lot, is why, why can't I just be okay knowing my family talks about me and it's fine? Why can't I just get to that point? And then I realized that's not what the emotion was being pulled for. The emotion was being pulled for so that it ended with me, so mm-hmm. that in my home, there isn't any of that happening. And with my babies, there's none of that sibling gossip, at least where I can hear. It yeah. maybe to each other, but...
3: Right. Yeah, it's something
1: we all have to learn and can demonstrate for our kids for sure. Sure. It's, gossip it's is hard, though. It's mm-hmm. a hard thing to not fall it into. Is. And it's ugly yeah. and it makes you feel terrible. And I hate gossip. Mm-hmm. Don't y'all think it's
2: so funny, at least in my life, is the times that you have gossiped, something has happened right away to make you just feel like a horse is behind? I mean, yeah. in, whether you slip up and say something about someone and then they send you like the sweetest text you've ever gotten mm-hmm. and you're like oh like it's just so i think that yeah. i think that's all god is so charming is we always get called out on our crap mm-hmm. but we're yeah, all learning new, to have- and it's hard to do yeah yeah a training a practice it is a taming of the
3: tongue yes learning to have self-control that's it's a fruit of the spirit and it is something god is willing to give us and teach us Yes, it's self-control
2: it's not out of our grasp Mm -hmm. Hmm. or
1: our reach that's good so what else you got how can you be a better friend I like the
2: grace thing. I like the grace thing. That's what we have in the huddle is there's just nothing. B and I saw a meme a few months ago. If y'all ever see any of our stuff and wonder what we're talking about, we saw a meme a few few uh, months ago that said, I just need you to tell me every 15 seconds that you're not mad at me. And so that's something B will tell me um a bunch is, I love you and I'm not mad at you. I love you and I'm not mad at you. And that's a certain, I think that's a certain enneagram that we need to hear that or whatever. But I think there's just something that in our friend group, it's just been established that there's just nothing you can do to make me walk away. We're here. We've got our legs locked around the table and we're not pushing back from it. And that's just, that's a space where I can relax.
1: So I know from Cultivating Courage, a lot of people that listen to your girls talk, they say there was questions like, what if you don't have a vault or what if you don't have close friends? How do you wade through the waters of doing that, of doing life? You mean like making friends? Because I Uh, was... And several just said that they don't have a vault that they can go to like that. Right. Be
2: one, be one. If you don't have one, be one. that's good.
3: I When you're saying what, how can you be a better friend? The first thought that came to mind was we need to stop being so sensitive. And oh, that yeah. is just yeah. like we, we have to give our friends time to even be crazy, you know, um, yeah. to fully fall apart and do just stupid stuff. We got to be oh, really, yeah. we got to be really not, we got to be tougher, not so sensitive. And we have to be able to let our friends struggle and even say
1: things that can be hurtful.
3: I think that's a big part of, of
1: what, yeah. what we think yeah. a friendship should be like. Oh, sure.
3: Yeah. And if the people are saying, if I don't have a vault, like Jesse, I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, in the last few years, you've made a whole new circle of friends just because you don't have it now doesn't mean it's not coming. No. And just because um, you've gone through maybe a season without friends doesn't mean it's give up. And it's hard, especially if you do live Rural, or um, in a very small town, or maybe even not even by a town, or right. um, or you don't have a church. Or I mean, the list goes on. You start praying about it, and you be the vault, like Jesse said, and right. you might be super surprised at what God brings.
2: Well, really, you know? really. I mean, and even something um, taking what Jen is saying and giving you an application. The way I found my crew is. The people that kept standing out over the hundreds, we, we have hundreds of amazing women in the ad community on Instagram. I mean, they're, I've never known this type of community before. There can't be intimacy with a hundred of you on a group thread. And so I took the ones that just kept standing out and I made a group. I just made a group. There's like five of us. And um. I just kept pouring into that group and you know if someone needs to leave the thread cuz that's not that's just not their cup of tea that has to be okay that's where the grace comes in but sometimes you just have to shoot your shot and if there are some of you listening right now and you're you're in the Instagram community and this is something that you think I love those three girls. Who who cares if they know each other? Throw them in a group thread. And if y'all talk today, and that's the last time y'all talk, what harm is there? But you don't know if you'll be vacationing to Destin next summer, you know? And so <laughs> just shoot your shot and put yourself out there and try to cultivate, like Whitney's saying, try to cultivate something. And, you know, instead of waiting, you've done enough years of kind of waiting for God to place these people in your hands or on your lap, maybe become a little bit, as we come out of the pandemic, a little bit more uh, proactive with mm-hmm. it. If you'll, That's if really that good. Sense. I love
1: that. So that reminds oh, me of like Michael know? Jordan. Let's take it back to sports. Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Okay. Well, we can't just sit around mm-hmm. and wait for God to mm-hmm. magically put friends in our lap. Like you went out mm-hmm. and did it. And I love that. I think that mm-hmm. is, I'm already thinking of well, my five.
2: <laughs> Jen, I don't think, wait, what'd you say? Whit? I'm, thinking of thinking of
1: your, five. I'm starting. Jen, I,
2: five. Don't, I don't think you know this, Jen, but Whitney, Kylie, and Ashley and I, we exchanged for a whole season, right, sis? Like six months. We exchanged no less than 20,000 texts with each other. Wow. We did a running competition in Whitney's town and that pulled us as a community through those six months. Dana, and I don't think I could run that much again to save my life. <laughs> no, no. And so even those things where maybe the friendships are for today and you it, that person was just sent to you to get through this crummy day or for the next six months or the next year or the next 10 years, you just don't mm-hmm. ever need to know the parameters. There's just a season for everything. And we just you has know. to be okay, you know? Yeah. If Jen decides tomorrow that um, there's something about me that triggers something in her, and she needs to just create some distance in our relationship, yes, I would be so sad, but I would ultimately have to understand we're grown. We're grown. We don't have to have drama. We don't have to decide whose fault it was or who's the good person or the bad person. We just... You know, I think those emotions are always just a call back to the Lord when you're feeling that jealousy or that comparison or that rejection or that betrayal. It's like instead of trying to go, because how many times do we try to go back to the relationship that broke? We try (laughs) to go back and mend it. And God's saying, God's saying, I wasn't telling you to go back. I was telling you to come to me. You're missing it. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I'm saying know that those emotions are a call to me not to go back yeah. and feel better
1: about yourself you pull the emotion and come to me yeah so you, that's, you just, that's 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 something, yeah you just said like you don't know what you're triggering in someone else i think we far too often for like don't ever take that into consideration when friendship's yeah. end, that we yeah. don't know if we were the toxic one to them or what it was yeah yeah. yeah and that
3: should be an a huge encouragement to each of us to continue to grow and heal to the lord because yeah. we all have things that trigger us and yeah. we also trigger others but the more we heal and grow in the lord the less that's going to yeah. happen in our lives so maturity is so important growing walking towards the lord but what you were saying just reminded me i had a memory of oh, i think i was maybe fifth or sixth grade, but I was at summer camp and I passed a note to the girl under me. We were in a bunk bed asking her to be my friend. (laughs) And she wrote back and said, yes, but that is the vulnerability we each need to have. And it's okay. But we also have to be okay if the person says no, it's not.
2: It's a question. Yeah.
3: It's not a
2: yes or a no.
3: Yeah. We don't just lay on the ground and go, oh, I guess I'll never ask again. No, like go again. Mm. Pray about who God's going to bring you. Be willing to pursue someone. I tell my Mm -hmm. girls all the time, like you cannot sit in the corner and expect people to pursue you. Get out there. Pursue Mm -hmm. others. Not everybody is going to be worth the pursuit, but do it anyways, because somebody is. Somebody is. So that's very hard for some personalities, but I say do it. Face your storm. What is it? Do it.
2: Yeah. That's great. uh, And going back to our, lo- our lonely seasons in our lives allowed us to turn and teach and pull through for the ones that were going through it. And I think if we, don't, if we never had those seasons in our lives, we wouldn't be able to have the compassion for others. We would, mm-hmm. we would have to assume or guess what they're going through. But once we walked through it, now we know every emotion they're feeling and we know what we needed and we're able to provide that for them. You know, and I think that that's, I think God can use all of it. And I think he can use that lonely season in our lives. You know, my kids were new to school five years ago and every morning, I don't know why this is just a huge thing for me as a mama, but every morning when I drop them off at carpool, I say, find the, find the lonely kids, find the new kids. You know how it felt, find Mm -hmm. them, find the new kids, find the lonely kids, and it's funny, a sidebar: bar, my 15-year-old goes, Mama, at this point, I think she thinks I'm stalking her. Like, I think she just, <laughs> wants, she just wants to be alone and read her book. She's a little book reader that sits in the corner. And here I keep sending my little girl to, like, make her an extrovert. Point <laughs> I just had something
3: come to my mind that we should have talked about very first when you asked me, but I think it's important. When we're young, you first find friends that you jive with. When you get married, you then have to find friends that you both like. That's hard. hard. And then when you you have kids, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes your parenting differs so severely, it's very hard Mm -hmm. to hang out. And then your kids become teenagers and older, and they have a lot of opinions about who they're hanging out with and what they want to do. So that is a big part of the stages of friendship also is – yeah. how your family is growing. So like, I mean, how many times have you been, you know, your husband like is like, let's hang out with so-and-so. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I really like the husband, but oh, yes. I don't really want to hang out yeah. with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, or then you've got kids, you're like, oh, I love them, but their kids are so rude and they don't mm. discipline at all. It's very hard to have a meal with them because it's crazy. And yeah. then your kids are my kids' age where they all, all like, We're having, we're going out with so and so. And then they have an opinion. They don't want to oh, hang out with those kids. Anyone. They don't yeah. It. So <laughs> it, that right. makes it very difficult. Right.
1: Friendships.
2: You're exactly
3: so that right. Is, and that is right.
2: When Whitney was saying, when we, you know, about triggering. And uh, the triggering in other people, it's like you forget you got a whole other person that can be triggered. I mean, if my husband doesn't like you, we're going to have a rocky relationship, yeah. you and I. Mm-hmm. And same thing. It, and and that's why I do think the relationships I have right now are so special is because um, like one of my closest friends, Cam she's as close to jay as you know they're they're just as close because they're essentially the same person. And so that's something we always say is I like you and I like your husband and you like me and you like my husband and that doesn't <laughs> happen very often. <laughs> you know, know, it just really doesn't. Mm-hmm.
1: That's also very true. This has been really good. I hope it helps somebody out there know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Because I probably hear it just as much as anyone else to hear it. And one yes. more thing
3: I wanted to say about what Jess was saying about, you know, walking away from relationships. Forgiveness doesn't mean staying in the relationship. Nope. Like Jess said, you can bake him a pie and hand it to him over the fence. Right. You can be, you can have fully forgiven the situation, but still walk away. I think that was a really hard concept for me to oh. grasp and do. So I love- don't forget that. Lord, thank you so much for this holy time. Friendship is of you. It is a beautiful thing. And we often feel so lost in the midst of it as we age and we grow and life changes and we change, but we can be confident of this, that you will lead us. You promise to lead us. We can lean into you. You will give us wisdom and discernment. You will show us how to forgive. You will show us how to pursue you are our perfect example in friendship and in love. May we follow you. Lord, I pray for all those listening that are are lonely. Lord, I pray you bring them sweet,
2: sweet friendships. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jen, you have the most beautiful insides.
1: I agree. I love when you send voice messages. I just feel so at peace.
2: Oh. <laughs> She needs to do audio books. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Write a book. Well, thank you me, girls. for being on here. Mm-hmm. It really means a lot. Yeah, Whitney, yeah.
2: thanks for trusting us.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Thank
3: you. So, such an honor. Such yeah, an me honor.
1: Too.
3: Me I think too. It's going to hit a
1: lot of people's heartstrings. Good. Well, mm-hmm. thanks, Whitney. You're welcome. Can you tell them about that? Hi.
2: Bye. Hi. Okay, it was bye. so nice to see oh. y'all's faces and his little face.
1: We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like,
0: please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at the, farm wife guru and at the grateful farm wife be sure to follow or subscribe to the midwest farm wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app we'll see you next time and remember every day may not be good but there
1: is some good in every day stay grateful friends